Equity Mates Media. This is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. WeWork. You might be familiar with that name or seen the signs for the co-working spaces in your city because over the past decade, they've sprung up all around the world. The company soared to a $47 billion valuation before crashing back down to earth. After a failed stock market listing and a number of red flags, the founder, Adam Newman, was forced out. The books were written, Apple made the TV show, and many people thought this was the end of the story. But this week, Adam Newman made headlines again after raising $350 million from one of Silicon Valley's biggest names. That's right, he's leading another billion-dollar startup. And this time, he's not disrupting the places we work. He's disrupting the places we live. There's an energy that you feel. That energy is something that's hard to explain. It's something that either you feel it or you don't. We like to call it the we generation. It's Wednesday, the 17th of August, and today I want to know, what is Adam Newman's new idea? And is it worth $350 million? To do this, I'm joined by my colleague here at Equity Mates. It's Darcy Cordell. Darcy, welcome. Thank you, Sasha. I've found this story a fascinating one. So looking forward to getting into it. Absolutely. I certainly am fascinated by the Adam Newman story. I voraciously consumed the podcast and the Apple TV show. But what else do we need to know about Adam Newman before we get into this story that I might have missed in the introduction? Adam Newman is the co-founder and former CEO of WeWork, which is the co-working office space company. Founded in 2010, WeWork was one of the hottest startups of the past decade and expanded to 756 locations in 38 countries. And as the company grew, it attracted more and more investors. And to date, WeWork has raised $22 billion in funding. But they didn't just spend that money raised on more co-working spaces. Newman and his wife, Rebecca, had some seriously wild ideas. WeGrow is teaching the children how to adapt to the rapidly changing world around us that we all see. There was WeGrow, a private kindergarten started by WeWork with tuition ranging from $22,000 to $42,000 a year. There was Rise by We, a gym and wellness centre that WeWork sold as, quote, the future of well-being. And We Live, WeWork's attempt to take the co-working concept and create co-living. So far, there are only two We Lives in the world, one in D.C. and one on Wall Street, where Nick lives with 400 others. WeWork exploded in popularity along with the startup boom under the premise that millennials, like Nick, will sacrifice personal space for communal luxury. And there were also plenty of wild parties thrown in their time, Sasha. Yeah, the wild parties certainly had a reputation and we're going to be returning to that co-living concept a little bit later. But before then, let's close out the Adam Newman and WeWork story. It all came crashing down in 2019 after WeWork filed for an initial public offering, an IPO, and some pretty poor governance started to be revealed about this massive company. Yeah, it's fair to say there are a number of red flags for investors. It's almost stuff of legend right now how recklessly WeWork spent its money on things from a company that makes wave pools to a company that makes superfoods led by a guy that Adam met while he was surfing. And there was a small line, just a couple lines about how Adam Newman, the CEO, he had personally purchased the trademark to the word we and had sold that back to his own company for $5.9 million. WeWork were leasing buildings that Newman owned. The company even started reporting metrics that just meant nothing. For example, community-adjusted EBITDA rather than profit. 
And because of all this, WeWork's $47 billion stock market listing collapsed and Newman was forced out of the company. Well, he was paid over $1 billion by WeWork. So if that's being forced out, you can feel free to force me out of this podcast at any time, Darcy. (laughs) (laughs) So WeWork restructured and regrouped and then a year or so later it did list on the stock market at a much more modest $9 billion valuation. And even that number has been cut in the recent stock market sell-off. It's now worth about $4 billion WeWork. SoftBank took a controlling stake in WeWork to actually bail them out and that was worth around $8.5 billion, but that investment has not fared very well so far. I think WeWork is sort of both a little bit of an outlier in this era of technology startups, but also kind of the perfect encapsulation of what this era of sort of easy money and no rules has delivered in in startup land. And that kind of felt like the end of the story. As I said, there was a great podcast, We Crashed, and then that was turned into an Apple TV series. So it seemed like Hollywood agreed and they wrapped up this story in a neat three-act arc. So I don't think we were the only people to be surprised to see Adam Newman back in a big way this week. Darcy, what were the headlines? Venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz is investing $350 million in just an idea. It's one of the largest ever investments for an early stage startup, Sasha. This is pretty incredible in an environment that's becoming a lot harder for startups to raise money. The New York Times reports that this is Andreessen Horowitz's biggest check for any company in any round ever. It's just a massive investment. And it's actually the second time that Andreessen Horowitz has invested with Adam Newman. Earlier this year, they invested in Flow Carbon, which is another startup co-founded by Newman that issues cryptocurrencies backed by carbon credits. Haven't quite wrapped my head around that one yet either. (laughs) Wow, Andreessen Horowitz clearly feels strongly about Newman's ideas. CEO Mark Andreessen justified his investment on their website by saying, quote, it's often underappreciated that only one person has fundamentally redesigned the office experience and led a paradigm-changing global company in the process. Adam Newman. So on that note, following that strong statement by CEO Mark Andreessen, let's take a quick break and then unpack what we know about this most recent idea. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The co-working startup WeWork rents full-service offices to startups and freelancers who used to have to worry about things like printer toner and office snacks. There's an energy that you feel. That energy is something that's hard to explain. It's something that either you feel it or you don't. We like to call it the We Generation. Welcome back to The Dive. Today, we're talking about the co-founder of WeWork, Adam Newman, who was forced out of the co-working space back in 2019, but now he's back with a new company and armed with a $350 million check from one of Silicon Valley's biggest names. Darcy, what do we know about this new company? 
The company is called Flow, not to be confused with Flow Carbon, and it was founded earlier this year. Lots of Flow companies around. There's also a Flow without a W that's a woman's health app. So it's obviously a popular name. There you go. I'd want to get the trademark for that name. (laughs) So WeWork disrupted commercial real estate and office buildings, as you've mentioned, but Flow is looking to disrupt residential real estate. We've got to piece together the clues a little bit here. In a trademark application filing last month, Flow described its services as including cryptocurrency trading, providing an online social networking platform, real estate development, and temporary accommodations. But we're not quite sure how they might combine these things just yet. What a weird combination of activities. I mean, I am not running a billion dollar company, so perhaps that's part of the genius, but still not words that I would have put together. At least the real estate development and temporary accommodations part of that filing sounds a lot like something that they've tried before at WeWork, which is We Live. Yeah, that's right. It sounds very similar. We Live started back in 2016 and it was basically two co-living spaces where people could rent rooms in shared furnished apartments. One was in New York City and a second was in Virginia. After Newman was booted from WeWork though, the company shut down WeLive in 2021. So it looks like Newman is now trying to revive WeLive with his new company Flow. Yeah, so again, they have similarities, although we are dealing with pretty incomplete information here. Flow doesn't even have a website yet. Maybe one of those other companies got the domain before he could. <laughs> Very possible, Sasha. But having said that, reports are that Newman has been very active. He's already acquired over 4,000 apartments in Miami, Atlanta, Fort Lauderdale and Nashville. And if I was to guess what the full idea of this flow idea is based on from what we know, here's what I'm thinking. Fully furnished and shared office and living spaces that could be carbon neutral and tenants might be able to pay their rent in crypto or somehow earn crypto by living there. (laughs) Maybe they need to hire you, Darcy, as one of their ideas consultants. (laughs) After all, Adam Newman was known for big mission statements when he was at WeWork. I think from memory it was to, quote, elevate the world's consciousness, end quote. So big statements. Surely we have another one here. Well, the reporting we've seen from Flow suggests that they're focused on becoming a, quote, Housing utopia for remote workers. Housing utopia. Nothing small, which is exactly what I expected. The use of the word utopia in the mission is interesting. Famously, it's pretty rare that utopias work out with a good news story. Yeah, along with the rest of the we generation, Sasha. (laughs) Look, I've got one more question, Darcy. I have read that there have been comparisons made between Elizabeth Holmes and Adam Newman. Holmes was the founder of Theranos and she lost over $1 billion for her investors and is now facing up to 20 years in prison. Newman lost WeWork investors $11 billion. Why have their fates been so different? Yeah, this is a fair question, but it has a pretty simple answer. Basically, losing your investors' money is not illegal. Both these people, Holmes and Newman, lost plenty of money for their investors, but Holmes was found guilty on four criminal charges, mostly relating to fraud. There's no suggestion that Adam Newman has done anything illegal here. Granted, a few very dodgy things like paying for his own trademark and leasing his own properties, but these aren't actually illegal. So yes, both Holmes and Newman lost money, Newman a lot more in fact, 
but Holmes wasn't charged because she lost her investors' money. It was the fraud of misleading the investors and that's the difference. As you said, Darcy, a fair question with a pretty simple answer. So let's leave it there for today, but this is certainly a story that I, for one, will be watching closely, so I suspect we'll be doing another episode in the future. If you enjoyed this episode, well, tell us and then tell a friend about it. It really is the best way for a podcast to grow. And if you're listening because you've been referred, welcome. We've got a growing back catalogue that's well worth checking out. Our last three episodes have covered why Domino's Pizza failed in Italy, celebrity crypto endorsements, and a new weight loss pill that everyone including even Elon Musk, has been talking about. There really is something for everyone, so go check it out. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at thedive.businessnews. You can contact us by email, thedive at equitymates.com. And you can subscribe wherever you're listening right now so you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today, Darcy. Thanks, Sasha. Until next time. The Dive is a product of Equitymates Media. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of The Dive acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The hosts of The Dive are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. 